Ready? Born ready. Welcome to another episode of Simply Paulette. It's so good to have you to come in today and let's get started with a simple conversation about the holidays. You know, we're at the end of a new, well, we're at the end of a year and at the beginning of a new year. And I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. That's one of the most popular holidays in which I enjoy just having family come around and have dinner, sharing old recipes and family stories. This Thanksgiving was quite significant to me in that in the month of September, I lost my father, my stepmother, an uncle, an aunt, a first cousin. And in the month of November, I lost a family friend who is the grandmother of my oldest son, Isaiah Pearl Galloway. And at the beginning of the year, I lost a personal friend and personal assistant, Jewel Alexander, who had been with me for about 15 years in my travels of touring, singing, and personal adventures. So this Thanksgiving was... um, a bittersweet, and when I say bittersweet, because mourning those whom I have shared so much of my life with, but at the same time enjoying the ones who were here and thought it worthy enough for all of us to get together and just share. And it means a lot to you as you begin to move through life, the experiences that you have, because you see certain times of your life being more significant than other times. And like I said, this Thanksgiving, it was um, a lot of moments in which I was sharing tears, and then it was a lot of moments in which I was just finding myself just laughing beyond control. But it brought me to a point of thought of, why was these people so important in my life? And it brought me to a significant um, point of thought, and it was traditions. You know, a simple meaning of traditions is it is a belief or behavior or some form of rituals in which was acquired in past experiences but then passed on to the next generation. And I began to think about all the traditional things my father had gave me as a young lady. One of the most major things that my father was very adamant about was family reunions. He thought it was very important that at least once a year, the entire family should come together. And up until the beginning and the onset of the pandemic, we had a family reunion every year there on his ranch of 15 acres with the lake and horses and just a lot of acreage there. And I had time to spend with my uncles and aunts and first and second, third cousins. 
and even people who had come into the family through marriage or just friends. And this is one thing that I passed on to my children, to always get together with family. It's an old saying that a family that prays together stays together. And I come to realize it isn't just the prayer itself that keeps you together. Because there's a lot of people who are praying, they'll say, I'll pray for you, you pray for me, and you never really see each other do it. You don't even know if they're doing it at all. But when you pray together, it requires you first recognizing that there's something to pray about that deems us to have to come together and be in the company of each other and to console each other and encourage each other. But it is in us coming together and praying together is the thing that causes us to stay together because in that moment, you are together. So I was thinking about this Thanksgiving as we were sitting around the table. One of the reasons why my morning was so heavy was recognizing that these traditions needed to stay alive. Somebody needed to be willing to step up and take the torch of tradition and and carry it on to the next generation. And of course, not just myself, my siblings as well, we vowed that we would continue another tradition the family had, is that the home would become a family home, and every Sunday, like soul food, we would show up for Sunday dinner, recognizing not everybody would be able to attend every Sunday, but we would vow that somebody would take the initiative every Sunday to be together. So I wanted to say to you today, what tradition are you holding? What idea or ideology that has been passed through your family to show you that when you are faced with life challenges, that you can get through them because this is what my dad or my mom or my aunt or even those of you who have had to carve out your own sense of family. What has been passed down through life challenges that now is up to you to keep it going? So I want to just encourage you to remember that these traditions, they, they do several things. One thing that it does, it, it tells us about the history of our family, the things we've been through, the things we had to overcome, the things that we were challenged to come up with an innovative thought or a mindset to not just get through it, but to overcome it in a way that we can say we're strong, we're alive, and we're going to be okay. These traditions create a bond that when you're gone, just like my father, you know, I'll never see him on this side of life again. But every time I look at a sibling or I look at a brother or a sister or even the aunts and uncles that I have left behind, I can look at them and say, 
this is what our family believed in. And this is why we're still standing. Because, you know, you can never take it for granted that your family will always be standing. All you have to do sometimes is just drive down town and even on the outskirts and you see people who are living under bridges. You see people who have completely stepped away from the reality of this world. And you often ask yourself, where are their families? It doesn't mean that their families have forsaken them. But in this instance, you can look and at least entertain the thought that they're not connected in a way that is benefiting them at the moment as the eye can see. You know, because sometimes we detach from what may be toxic situations. But in general, as we think about family, we think about a place in which we can come and be safe. And even though we may not have our act together, we can be in that space and know that somebody cares. So we want to keep these traditions alive because, again, like I said, it, it teaches us history of what we've been through and what we've overcome. But at the same time, when we come together in these traditions, it creates a bond. It creates a bond of us just knowing who we are and the people that we're becoming. Because in many cases, our external relationships outside of family are oftentimes reflective of what the family has been. And even if you have not been fortunate enough to have a family that held a whole lot of traditions, then you can start that for your family. There are certain things that I have with my children. They're all adults now. But because my father was so adamant about family reunions, family dinner, um, just getting together and staying in sight of each other, the traditions that I created for my own children is that as they all begin to leave home, I didn't sort of enforce a lot of the holidays as Thanksgiving and Christmas, even though we celebrated them. I never um, celebrated them in the sense of just our family. We did a lot of community things. For years, we would put on concerts downtown Atlanta for the homeless and give out gifts and pray with families that were less fortunate. For 12 years, we would go down to Monterey, Mexico and hand out toys that we had gathered, bikes, and they would be among children that was mis, you know, had misfortunes of life. So we never really had a lot of Christmases where you seen Christmas trees and gifts under the trees. Most of our gifts were going out into the community of those who may not have been so fortunate because my children was giving gifts throughout the whole year. And I never sort of centered um, gift giving around Christmas as much it was more important to give than it was to receive. And that was a tradition I passed down from my father. That wasn't an original thought. That was just how my father was. He gave us gifts all year long. So 
around the holiday seasons, we did receive a gift, but most of our gifting was about giving back. So to this day, no matter where my children are, whether they're overseas or they're here, we concentrate on as a family getting together formally for about two or three gatherings a year. And then whatever we should decide to do for the major holidays, we do it as a, as a family so that we can come together, stay acquainted with what's going on in each other's life. We talk very um, consistently on the phone and we support each other. But one thing that we do do on the onset of the beginning of a new year, we all try to say what we was thankful for for the previous year and what our hopes and aspirations for the beginning of a new year. We pray about it as a family. And then in any way that we can support each other, we try to do that. And so I just want to encourage you with this pandemic going on. So many people are losing loved ones. We have no control over what happens to us in life. And based upon our emotional maturity, we will all respond differently. But in helping us to get through some of these challenges in life, we can also begin to build traditions that will strengthen us and keep us together as a family, remind us of what we've been through as a family, remind us the strength of our ancestors, and it'll give us a sense of camaraderie that we can get through this, we can make it, and we can keep our family strong. And when everything else is failing, and when everything else has fallen and find ourselves on seeking sand, if there is not but one person that you can look at and say, I got family, you are a successful person. So let's dig deep, find some of those traditions, whether it be Kwanzaa. As a Christian-based family, we always sort of celebrated Christmas. And even though by faith, we our faith um, standards, our beliefs, we don't even believe that Jesus was born in December. But we always celebrated Christmas because it was traditionally um, a time we set aside to just celebrate the birth of Jesus. But a couple of years ago, we injected um, the tradition of celebrating Kwanzaa. And Kwanzaa has seven candles that represents um, the principles of Kwanzaa. And what I found to be so unique about this situation is because it gave an opportunity to see all the things that kept us together as a people. You know, when you go back and look at the history of Haiti, the history of Cuba, the history of the Americans that were brought 
the African Americans that were brought here from Africa in slavery, even a lot of times it's a dispute among our counterparts, but a lot of the black community was already in America and they don't like to give us credit for that. But as I was beginning to look through all of the disparity that we have been through as a people and observe the seven principles of Kwanzaa, it helped me to understand why we're so strong as people. And our children needs to know this. A lot of times when our children are feeling defeat and overwhelmness, you know, you constantly are hearing from the media that, you know, this black-on-black crime, which is a myth within itself. But when you begin to take the knowledge that is powerful in our traditions of telling our story and what we have overcome, it changes you. It gives you a lot of strength. And some things, you know, I, I just want to even, when I talk about these things, it makes me get overly excited because I think about having shared experiences of traditions with my own family, how it has gotten us through some really, really tough things. You know, the irony is that when you see a family that seem to be functioning well in the public, that there's no background stories of real troubles. You know, my family has been through a lot of troubles. Don't be fooled by what you see now, but it is because of traditions that as a mother, I have been adamant that we would observe in my household. It has been traditions in which my ex-husband held on to. It's been traditions in which my father, my mother, uncles, and aunts held on to that as a family, we've come through it, not without bruises or scars, but with the mindset, we can do this and we will do this. When family members would pull away from each other and say, I'm done with you, you know, we would just draw a bigger circle. It doesn't mean that sometimes that you, you're not grieving and you're not going through things and you're not disappointed, you're not hurt. But at the end of the day, that tradition of Kwanzaa teaches us unity, one of the principles of what it means to be unified. And we already know it is never a situation where everybody is going to be in total agreement, but it is something that is in the, the synergy of one or two of us being in agreement that God himself will be among us. And then whatever is truth in that situation, whatever is right, it gets an extra power that becomes extraordinary and it keeps the family together. And as a older and mature woman in this community, I just want to encourage you because right now those babies are little and they only know what you are pouring into them. And at some point in life, they're going to get to situations where everything within them are going to be challenged. 
And this is where those scenes comes proverbially true. That what you put in a child, it'll come back to it. Train it in the way that you want it to go. It doesn't mean that at some point he won't stray, but he has a point to come back to when you've given him that. And he's seen it lived and she's seen it lived over and over and over. And even if they come to a complete consensus of their own that is different from what you've taught, not all will be lost. They'll look at family as being the strongest source of their ability to overcome in life, and they'll reach back out to the family. So this is how you see strong families that are like Martin Luther King families or the Obamas or I would even say the Washingtons because we learned that there's victory and there's power in us coming together in traditions. So you go out this Christmas when you're sitting around the tree and you're singing your Christmas carols or you're honoring Kwanzaa or even if you choose not to celebrate any other holidays, as you come together, you begin to define what those traditions are and you begin to teach them and be steadfast and consistent because a family who has a, a tradition in which they uphold will also create a bond that cannot be broken. We'll see you this next time Sunday for another episode of Simply Paulette, another production of Jess Eldridge Media. Damn. Ha, ha, ha.